Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 12.35 at Edmonton, 2.35 in New York City. The Oilers off the ice. Wasn't a complete practice. Dave Tippett joking that uh, you score four goals, you get a practice off. So that's what happened today. Some guests in Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell uh, Maggie and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers, uh, Taylor's there as well, Brendan Connolly, that, hey, Oilers now sent you. All right, we're going to go to our headliner for our friends at Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. Every Wednesday on our show, Brian Lawton, uh, former NHL executive, uh, top flight agent, once a one time, well, I guess you're always the number one overall pick in the NHL draft. GM in uh, Tampa Bay and now at the NHL Network. Brian, how are you? Doing fantastic, Bob. Thank you. We are at this funky hotel. Uh, it's uh, it's a little different here, let me tell you. It's in a refurbished old office building, and it's got some interesting <laughs> things going on. It kind of looks like the sort of hotel that uh, maybe some guys were in Ghostbusters in back in the day. You know what I'm saying? I'm sort of... <laughs> Where's Sigourney Weaver when you need her? But uh, it's uh, it's it's fun times. So you know, when that movie came out, the Oilers won the stand. Oh no, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> the Oilers were the rating cup jabs, but uh, we're not planning a parade. But I think that fans can't help but be pleased with the start to the year. And you were a guy when we started the season on the NHL Network. I was watching, and you said. Edmonton's going to be a playoff team this season. While well, they're off to a 3-0 start. And, Brian, I think they have a lot more runway to improve as well here. But I'd like to get your thoughts on the start and what you've seen out of the order so far. I couldn't draw up a better start for them. Uh, just the way they competed and the way they've played. It hasn't been totally seamless. You know, the coach is figuring out what players have what capabilities on the fly. Obviously, he did that in the preseason, but it's different under real fire. And then, of course, the players are trying to figure out what is Dave Tippett all about. And the nice thing is, Bob, 
he has a very simple approach. And you've heard some of his key sayings. We're going to have a five-man attack and five men back. He's got these little buzzwords. He knows how to communicate with the players. He simplifies things. Players look a lot less like they're thinking and more like they're just playing this year. Yeah. Um, Is there... I mean, you knew a lot about this guy. You were the guy that said, remember the name Dave Tippett. Is there something to be said for at times an understated direct approach with today's players? There definitely is. You know, today's players, I played with Dave Tippett on the Hartford Whalers. I've known Tip for a very, very long time. And he was just one of those guys that really paid attention. He had some incredible coaches, if you think about his history. Tex Evans, going way back when, Larry Plo, Ricky Lee. I mean, he can go on and on and on. But he was a guy that studied everybody. And then eventually he got into coaching and managing to some degree in, in the IHL when he was running Houston. And he's just an astute guy that understands today's players are not the same as what he grew up under. He can steal some of the great things he learned along the way, but he has to treat today's players differently because they are significantly different than all the great fans in Edmonton saw when they were going on incredible runs, winning Stanley Cup after Stanley Cup after Stanley Cup. So he understands that. I I always say this, Bob, it does not change for me. There's two things that a good coach needs to do today in the National Hockey League, and one is show the room that there is a fair level of accountability. From what I am told from several players, there are no players this season that are off limits for being identified for mistakes. That is critical. That's how you get the group to believe in you and what you're doing. When players realize that it is a fair level in here, it may not be exact. Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, they're going to probably get a little bit different treatment, but it's not completely out in left field. They're going to be held accountable. From what I understand thus far, that is happening. And from what I also understand, the players that are being held accountable but maybe things didn't get said to them that much in the past are very comfortable with it. They get the big picture. They understand they are no different from their teammates when it comes to that. The second thing you got to do is convince the players that you can somehow en- enhance their careers or make them better. Dave Tippett has that ability to meet with a player one-on-one and get him to believe that, and then he goes out and he backs it up with his preparation and his game planning strategically. The Oilers have looked very, very structured to me. This is by no means a slam against Ken Hitchcock or Todd McClellan. Those guys are excellent coaches. Dave is different. He focuses on those two things. And so far, it's very early. I spoke to him the other day. He said, look, Lutz, it's a long way to go here. But he is pleased with how the group has come together and responded. Well, I don't think there's any question that, you know, I don't know how long it takes to fully um, deploy a new system. You know what I mean? I, I, to me, it's still a work in progress right now. 
but I think we're seeing the fruits of it early, and I, I do think there's a lot more room for growth. And the other part of the equation, as we're joined by Brian Lawton for Touchback Safety, he's our headliner today, is the combination of Holland and Tippett. And I look at the turnaround that occurred last year in Long Island. Veteran general manager who basically kind of lost his job as GM in Toronto with the primarily younger media in Toronto already uh, deifying uh, Kyle Dubas. Uh, and Kyle's a smart guy, absolutely. But Lou Lamarillo got pushed aside, and he still had some fire left and uh, you know, was was ready to get going, and then he went out and hired a veteran coach. And I look at Ken Holland, and he was being booted upstairs in Detroit and was given a chance to run another organization. And I think that uh, he's juiced by that. And so there's a structure on the ice, and there was a, in terms of the coach, and there's a process and an approach for management. So do you think am I off base there? Am I sort of comparison to what happened last year in Long Island with that tandem? And, if, and suggesting that something might be similar. It'll be different in terms of how the team plays, but something similar, you know, maybe we're seeing the early stages of something similar occur here in Edmonton. I agree with your overall thesis. I think it's going to be in different ways. Obviously, the Islanders didn't have or don't have, and that's no disrespect to Mark Barzell, Matt Barzell, but overall they don't have the star power that Edmonton possesses at the top end of the roster. But the story can be similar in that a massive turnaround led by defensive structure, hopefully continued good goaltending, and a group of guys that just all bought into what the coach was selling. This is the very, very early stages of that for Edmonton. They're going to have lots of hiccups along the way, but so far an excellent start. Ken Holland, just for the record, Bob, him and Lou Lamarillo have similar experience in terms of the National Hockey League, but Lou is 77. Ken is going to be 64 in November. There is a lot more runway, and quite frankly, I think that's why Ken could have easily rode off into the sunset in Detroit. They were going to pay him well. Steve was going to run the team, but Ken essentially was going to be an advisor, and I think you're correct. He looked at it and said, I got a lot of juice left in the tank. I haven't he may have lost his job, as you said, but he hasn't lost his touch. And I had a, an opportunity to meet with him this summer just to talk about the future. And I got to tell you, I thought he was just, I have very strong opinions on how I look at things. He looked at things completely different to me. And I came away thinking, boy, this guy knows a lot. And man, do I have a lot to learn. Uh, he is a very smart guy. He has done everything that we discussed, and uh, I don't think he's, he, he overcomplicates things. I think he's got a vision in his mind for this season. They've executed on that. It's involved a playbook that he's seen before, bringing a lot of players over from Europe. That's been effective, and uh, I think when the opportunity presents itself, he's a guy that's going to strike, but he's not going to force it. He's not going to force young players. He's not going to force opportunities that aren't there. I think Ken is doing an incredible job thus far. 
Uh, one of the things that won the Oilers fans over, as we're joined by Brian Lawton from the NHL Network, for Ken Holland, and this was before the guy went out and scored six goals in the first three games of the year, but it was the execution of the trade. You know, uh, Milan Lucic needed a fresh start elsewhere, and uh, 5% shooting percentage last year for James Neal, and uh, apparently he needed a fresh start as well. And that trade, I will tell you, Brian, bought Ken Holland some currency with maybe some of the naysayers. Now, I don't think when Ken made that deal, he thought that three games in a season, James Neal would be leading the NHL in goal scoring. But it's been a pretty good start for number 18, hasn't it been? You know, it's been an incredible start. Obviously, like you, we're paid to analyze things. Right. And I'm paid to analyze trades all the time. And the last, it was just one of those trades. It reminded me of the Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson trade. That was kind of looked at almost as flat. But when I heard it, I was like, oh, my God, that is absolutely incredible for Columbus. <laughs> they crushed it. When I heard Neil for Lucic, I had the exact same reaction. Like, that is an absolute grand slam. And nobody wants to say that too much. We, you know, Brad Treleving is a friend. He's a good guy. I don't know what to, what went into that trade. It's very early. Me and Lucic could end up leading them to the Stanley Cup for all I know. But when I first heard it, like the Vancouver Stock Exchange, wake me up in the middle of the night and I'll probably and say Vancouver Stock Exchange and I'll probably say no. Well, that's how I felt when I heard this trade for Edmonton, except it was yes. That is a good trade. And some of that was rooted in the actual numbers. The fact that James Neal, even if things went horrible as a contract, that you can get some relief in through a buyout. There are some safety valves there, things that Lucic's contract does not provide. So, yes, when I heard that deal, I absolutely was, that's incredible for Edmonton. And it should have bought Ken Holland some currency because I don't know many general managers in this league right now or in the past that could have pulled that one off. All right. Uh, let's switch focus. I want to talk about two other teams uh, that are a, a couple positives and then maybe one team that's going through a bit of a tough time. Brian Lawton joining us. Brian, I'm going to admit it looks like I'm going to be wrong. Carolina. I thought it was going to be difficult for them to replicate. I know what the fancy stats say in Carolina, that they, you know they dominate the shot clock. Um the ESA a very good defense. I mean, so good they could afford to trade a guy like Justin Falk. They look pretty good. Like, they're dominating teams five-on-five five right now. Are you surprised at what Carolina's uh, achieved so far to start the year, Brian? Nope. I said that they would be good, Bob, and I've been pumping their tires, specifically because Tom Dundon took a lot of grief when he came into this game, the way he's run things. He's done a lot of things I don't agree with, but he's also done some things that are just completely out of the box. You know, the Carolina Hurricanes, imagine the Carolina Hurricanes going out and purchasing essentially Patrick Marlowe's contract for a first-round pick. That never would have happened for that franchise before. They had cap space, and they did it. At the end of the day, it cost them $3.6 million dollars they get Toronto's first pick next year. That is brilliant. They can't get Justin Falk, who is a good player signed. They go into the free agent market. 
and they get Jake Gensel. I wrote this to the Minnesota Wild when I went in and interviewed for their GM position. Jake Gensel, uh, Jake Gardner, excuse me, will sign for four million. Will sign for four million dollars on a shorter term contract. You guys should sign him. Make your D as good as you can. You can win that way. They didn't obviously like my advice. It didn't happen. I didn't get hired. Carolina Hurricanes do it instead. Out goes Justin Falk. They get a return for him. They replace him with Jake Gardner. This team, to me, has been really ahead of things and operating on a different level. Doug Armstrong, to me, is kind of the pinnacle right now for the way he's managing his club. I think he's very forward-thinking. But I think the Carolina Hurricanes, and it's really a combination because I know Tom Dundon is more involved than people realize. Uh, But the way they're managing their club, very astute. Very different, going to be looked on poorly because it's not the way things have been done in this league. Doesn't matter. Look at the results. That's what matters. All right, Brian, let's switch focus to two teams in the Pacific. Dallas Aikens coach in the Anaheim Ducks, the goaltender with the highest career save percentage currently in the National Hockey League is John Gibson. He's at 9.22. No, no starting goaltender has a higher career save percentage. He's at 9.70 this season. <laughs> uh, so that's that's a lot, largely on Gibson. Can they continue winning games? I mean, he doesn't have to be 9.70, but is there enough there for them to maybe surprise some people? Because some people thought they might be rebuilding in Anaheim. This is true. Now he did have an amazing start last year. And the club hung in there, but eventually it wore him down. Is it going to be different this year? It looks like it, but conventional wisdom would tell me no, that he's going to run out of some steam at some point. But it has been an excellent start for him. And to be fair, there are differences from last year. The way Randy Carlisle's teams play and Dallas Aiken's teams play are completely different. It's a different approach. Um it's just a real good feel story that I don't have. I have more confidence in Edmonton continuing their style of play on than I do Anaheim. John Gibson is, to me, significantly more important than either Mike Smith or Cuskinen has been for Edmonton, what they've done in just this very small sample size. So right. I, I find it hard to believe that one's going to continue. It's still a nice story. you got to tip your cap. I have John Gibson perennially in the top three goaltenders in the National Hockey League, and I always get some raised eyebrows as to why do you think that, Brian? I just think he is. His talent, his ability, it puts him there. He's backed it up. Um, you know, you got to call it the way you see it. That's the way I see it. All right, one final one for you. The San Jose Sharks, 0-4 to start the year. Look, they've been the best team. They've had the best winning percentage in the NHL over the last 15 years. I would never want to dismiss the Sharks, but I think they jumped the Shark when they signed Evander Kane, and then they didn't get Joe Pavelski done. That's, that stunned me. I think Joe Pavelski's a tremendous you know, heart and soul leader, great American player. Has the Sharks' day come and gone, or is this just a blip to start the year? I believe that they will play better. But my theory on San Jose, this is the last team I played for in the National Hockey League, so I have a soft spot for San Jose and Doug Wilson, who was a teammate. 
But my theory is that they have lost a lot of character out of their room. Joel Pawlowski was a big part of that. And they've brought in some other players that don't come with that high level of character. And I'm not going to name names. But these are not tangible things. These are guesses. But that's the way that it appears to me. They've lost some of that, and it's hurting them right now. And signing a guy like Patrick Marlowe, even though, of course, he's an older player, he's not the player he was, that will help in that department. They will play better, and they will compete for a playoff spot. Things will get better there, but I'm not sure it's going to be as good as everybody else thinks in that they're a legitimate top two, three team in the West to get to the Stanley Cup final. Brian, we appreciate your time as always, and uh, we'll touch base, okay? My pleasure, Bob. Have a good time on the road, and uh, great start to this road trip. Letters need to keep it going. That's Brian Lawton. And he- this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He is our headliner today for Touchback Safety. We'll take a quick timeout. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. All right, 1257 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer in New York City. You can uh, follow the Oilers on a couple great road trips. We've got one that we're uh, getting rolling with here in New York City. Everybody's just flying in as we speak. But the second half of the season, you can see the Oilers in Chicago. Awesome uh, U.S. city. Or go to Tampa Bay for a hockey game and a five-night Caribbean cruise. Packages include lower bowl game tickets. We'll have our welcome reception with yours truly. For the Oilers now, sometimes we bring some friends. Yes, I actually have friends. For the Oilers now, Chicago and Tampa Bay trips, call New West Travel at 780-432-7446 or go online at newwesttravel.com. we got a terrific show uh, lined up for you tomorrow. Still to come on today's show, Jay Woodcroft will get an update from Bakersfield. Uh, They uh, got three out of a possible four points to open up their weekend. A whole bunch of your texts, a lot of people chiming in on uh, James Neal. But right now, off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.